your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, let us talk about this. Too expensive altogether to run a car now. I don't travel as much in the car anymore. I'm walking, as you can see. I think they're exorbitantly high, and uh, I think it's getting beyond the reach of the ordinary person travelling to work now. At the end of the day, they, they buy on a daily price from their wholesaler, and again, they put a small margin on to, to get a return. It's not illegal to make a profit in this country. And again, sometimes I think people miss that point. A, a small forecourt in a, in a local village, it, it's the mainstay of the town, and they have to make a profit to survive. I left the car at home. I need the car, but I, as I said, I only use it when I have to, and that's it. The petrol was 2.04. This morning, it's one eighty nine. There is no 20 cent taken off the petrol there. The petrol should have been one eighty four. It's a disgrace. Right, some of the voices on the Limerick Today show over recent months expressing their concern. It's uh, the time that the price of petrol and diesel shot up at the pumps. I'm sure you'll well remember that. In response to that crisis, the government at the time cut the excise rate on petrol and diesel, which did help reduce the price at the pumps. But that cut is now due to be phased out by the government and we're joined first by Paddy Common from AA Ireland. Good morning to you, Paddy. How are you doing? Good morning. Yeah, very good. So, so uh, when and in what fashion will uh, these uh, cuts be reversed? So they're in a staggered fashion. So we'll see them start um, 1st of June with six cents per litre on petrol and five on diesel. Then the 1st of September, uh, seven cents on petrol again and five cents on diesel. And then the uh, duty will be fully restored on the 31st of October with a final increase of $0.08 cents for petrol and $0.06 cents for diesel. So by then, it will make a significant difference at the pumps. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I can give you, Joe, a, a little bit of an exclusive this morning because we've just uh, done our April uh, fuel prices average and, 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 and fuel prices are actually at the lowest that they've been since October of 2021, uh, that the, the, the lowest that they've been at for both petrol and diesel across the country since before the start of the conflict in uh, Ukraine. So it's it's definitely a um, it's definitely a step in the right direction in terms of, of pricing. We we you know there's a little bit of respite, but as you we've just discussed, we know that these prices are going back up again. So by the end of October, if nothing else changes, we're going to be back up to pretty high prices again. Mm. So the government's view, presumably, is we did this as an emergency measure. We never said it was going to be permanent. And indeed, as you've just outlined there, Paddy, prices have stabilised. Prices have stabilised, actually. And in particular, diesel has dropped quite a, lit, uh, quite a lot. It's dropped 9% in the last month, which is uh, is quite a decent price. The average is now one one fifty one uh, per litre across the country. And in some places, you know, we're seeing it in, in the 140s. So it is a, a step in the right direction. But look, these these prices are going up. And I don't, I don't think, you know, I know there have been calls for uh, the duty to be held off, but I don't think there's any appetite in that at all from government. They, you know, they make too much money from fuel. And you know, at the height of uh, at the height of the high prices last year, I remember I heard a figure of something like five hundred euro per month, or five hundred million euro per month. The government were taking in just from fuel alone. Mm. 
what has happened uh, then? Because as people will well know in their gas bills and their electricity bills, we haven't seen much cushioning of the impact there other than obviously the government's um, 200 euro uh, over a, a number of different phases um, on electricity bill credits. Uh, but what has happened when it comes to petrol and diesel, uh, considering that the war in Ukraine still rages? Well, I think we all had to adapt, and the market in particular had to adapt. At the time, there was an issue in so far as the you know instability and the market got got unsettled. Um, there was also a backing away by uh, European countries, in particular, from taking in Russian oil. But now it seems a lot of the markets have found other suppliers in other jurisdictions, especially the Middle East and African countries as well. And and uh, also there was a mild winter as well, which apparently accounts for. Uh, the fact that diesel isn't, um, the, you know, there wasn't a huge demand on diesel, so the pricing is it has stabilised quite a lot. So, look, for, look for now, it's um, it, it's reasonable news. If I think if we were looking at the prices that we would have had this time last year, when we were, um, you know, we were t- talking about two euro per litre habitually, um, on top of all the electricity and gas prices, we would be in a, in a really really serious situation. But as it stands now. At least we have something of a break, even if it's only for a few months. Yeah, um, Ireland, like a number of uh, other countries who are lucky enough and indeed wealthy enough, let's be honest, to be in this position, have strategic reserves, don't they? If we didn't have to dip into them as much this winter, does that mean we can hold them over until next winter? Uh, the, the, we would the strategic reserves is yeah, Nora is something that we pay for in the tax that we pay, and but you know there, there was a. A situation again this time last year where we had one day of diesel left in Ireland uh, on one of the days when uh, the, the situation was was quite critical. So we don't we we're, we're supposed to hold you know weeks and weeks of reserve, but sometimes that does dwindle. Everything is currently is fine. There's no issue with supply. But yeah, th- that's that's one of the reasons we pay extra tax is to to keep that in reserve. Mm. And Paddy, I know AA Ireland, and you've done comparisons between Ireland and other European countries over the years. You have long argued, haven't you, that tax in general on petrol and diesel in this country is relatively high? Yeah, it is. We, we would we would pay, we, we would be in the sort of, uh, often in the sort of Champions League places in terms of uh, Europe and, and what we pay for fuel. But we, we uh, but yeah, we, we pay a lot on, on fuel and obviously it hits people who, in Ireland, who um, can least afford it most in, in, in many instances because in a lot of cases, they don't have alternatives. It, it's you know, if you're in Dublin and there's other there's buses and Lewis and trams and all sorts of things. But if you're in rural areas, like many of your listeners might be as well, there's a difficulty in being able to find alternatives. So any increases in fuel and, and increases in taxes really hit those people hard. Right. Well, Limerick Independent TD Richard O'Donoghue does represent a largely rural constituency, and he's on the line now. Good morning to you. Um, Good morning, Gloria. What is your view of this? I mean, the government are obviously saying, well, look, we did it as an emergency measure. We never said it was going to be permanent. Uh, The state needs this cash from this tax and we're phasing it back in. Prices have stabilised. What's the big issue? The big issue, Joe, is the cost of fuel and the tax intake that the government have. At the moment, if, if you look at the pumps, and I'm going on, on an average basis of here in Limerick, it's between 155 and 159 per litre. The government have taken 69.96 per litre, which is 317.6 
one cent per, ga- per gallon. And that means the gallon is 721.86. So they're 44% at the moment at the cost of the pumps. We've looked at the cost of fuel this year. We've looked at the cost last year. They're up 34% from 2019 on VAT intake and excise duty on intake on fuel. Now, if they're up 34% and they say they need, need the money, they, look what they've done for the hotel industry. They reduced the VAT rate to 9% because they knew if they raised the VAT rate on, on that, it would mean that the price of food in, in the hotels and the restaurants would go up and it would be unaffordable. What they've done at the moment, they're making it unaffordable for a person that doesn't have an alternative, such as public transport, then prices of the market also from the transport costs for food costs they're also trans- they're putting people out of the market they've had their profits on this they have their take but they're taking extra and the person that pays is the person that drives the person that transports the person that delivers foods to the to, to everyone so the government need to look at this they have extra taxes on this for the last three years they still have extra taxes. They should leave it the way it is. If the fuel prices reduce down, then put it back in. But at the fuel prices at the moment, now we're looking at 2021 prices. Now, go back to 2019, when it, when it was about 40% less than what it is since 2021. So they're still getting, they're getting the same taxes that we're getting in 2019, plus 34%. That's where I have the issue. Right. Stay with us, Richard. Uh, Paddy Common from AA Ireland. Would you argue with that analysis and figures from Richard O'Donoghue at all? No, look, it's spot on. But I think there's very little appetite from a government which uh, you know has Green Minister for Transport to have any sort of incentive on 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 petrol or diesel purchase. And uh, if there's, uh, they, they you know there is a desire to get uh, people out of cars and to punish uh, you know people who use fuel regardless of the fact that there often isn't a proper alternative. So I think while... while, But but I mean, if you look at the figures, for example, and I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm wrong here, Paddy, or maybe Richard as well, but hasn't there been a significant surge in registrations of hybrid electric and full electric cars in the first part of 2023, which obviously has a positive impact on emissions, and might suggest that the Green Minister for Transport is having an impact. Well, absolutely. I mean, it, it, there's a def- it's, it's true that there has been a, an increase, but those cars are expensive and those cars are, are new cars being bought by people who can well afford them. So um, while well, you know, there are generous grants for those people, they're generally bought by people who have a, a higher net worth and, and it, it's people who are poor and who have to run a car are being hit by these taxes. Richard? You know, there's 2.1 million cars in this country. People say that the, the cars, the electric cars, have increased by 100%. If you, if you sold 100 cars last year in electric and you sent an extra 100 this year, they're going up by 100%. But, 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 right, no, the statistics, though, are that isn't 18.6% of registrations were full electric in the first part of the year. And I think it's 43.6% are either full electric or hybrid. A hybrid. And the hybrid. So that's, that's significant now of new registrations. Yeah, but, that's but, but serious. Part, I mean, that's a big, big increase to even two years ago. Yes, Joe, but the average car age in this country is between 2011 and 2016, and they're the main people that are driving. They're the main amount of cars that have been sold in the country this year is 2011 to 2016 is, the, is 80% of the age of the vehicles in this country. So how can those people afford 
to buy a new electric. It's the people that are retired or in a financial position that they can do that. And anybody that at the moment that is in a company and they're getting a company car, they're now going back buying a petrol or diesel because of the benefit in kind tax that they brought in. Wasn't bringing in an incentive; they brought in a disincentive to put people back into fuel cars because but, they get but, paid uh, but, uh, is, is there not significant? Um, if you have a full electric company car, is there not a, a significant no. tax advantage? There is a significant no, tax. There is the bi the, B, the BIK on that. I think up to the first thirty forty five thousand actually under the finance act. Um, it, it's uh, zero rated on tax. Am I right with that, Paddy? Exactly. But anyone that's travelling in this country knows that you're doing fifty thousand k. I'm averaging fifty. 50,000k a year myself. So I don't have some benefit. No, but the, but the point I'm making different. is the, the incentive for a company car to be fully electric is much more significant. I, I believe that's right, if Paddy. You're doing below, if you're doing below... No, no, no I believe... No, uh, Paddy, I think I'm right. It's up to 45,000 under the Finance Act change yeah, recently. It, it has reduced slightly again. No, no, well, well, not slightly. Like, yeah, no, you're right. Though. You, yeah, it's very you're significant. Right. You're, you're, you're right in principle, yeah. No, I'm not right in principle. I'm right in fact. Up to the first 45,000, the BIK is zero rated on fully electric cars this year. Where are you gone, guys? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I know who you are. What, have I stunned you with facts? No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I said, it sounds no, like I have. Be, be, be Richard. Be realistic, Joe. How many people, you're talking about a company that can afford electric car. Talk about the real people here in Ireland. They can't afford it from 2011 to 2016. You tell one of them, that can you afford electric car? Or if a person that has two cars in the household, that has their children dependent on their children, one dependent to go to work, or two dependent to go to work in different directions, one has to carry a car to work in case there's a sick child coming home, one that has to go and if they have to collect a parent, you tell the people with the 2011-2016 cars that you have to go in and buy an electric car. Also pay your mortgage at, and the increase in interest rate. Also pay on the increase on the cost of food. And you go back and tell them you go in and buy an electric car. It's nonsensical right. at the moment. Uh, okay, so what can you and other rural opposition TDs do about this? The excise duty is going to be phased back up and that's it, isn't it? I have amendments in at the moment. There's actually two-tier system at the moment on what they're bringing in uh, on the financial uh, bill this this week. One is the zero VAT, uh, the VAT on solar panels. That's one. And the second one then is, is that they're bringing in is, is on the fuel. We need, and I have amendments put into this this bill, and I wanted them accepted, that until the fuel goes back down to the 20, 2018 prices, that they keep the taxes down on what they've already given off. Not to increase it until they're actually on a loss on the fuel. Go back to the 2018 intake. I'm not asking them to lose anything on tax that they've been taking all along on the percentage, but mm. allow the fuel to go back down to realistic But, but, but the, pro- the problem is, hasn't the cost of everything to the state gone up since 2018? The cost of everything has gone up because of the cost of fuel. Not just the, the cost of fuel, darling. It, it is because there are other input factors as well. Transport costs in this country have gone up by 40%. Transport costs. Insulation for houses has gone up by 120% because it's oil-based. Silicones. The only thing that's come down in the building materials at the moment is timber. That's the only thing. Everything is oil-based. Anything that's oil-based is gone through the roof and is not coming back. Even the price of solar panels and the making of the solar panels has gone up because it's 
there's a lot of oil-based materials in it. So everything is in this country at the moment is based mm. on oil. Um, one other question, Paddy Common. If they do this and it, the government looks set to um, end this reduction on the phase basis that you outlined earlier, any chance that they might try and increase excise duty again in the upcoming budget in October? Um, well, there, there has always been a flagged uh, increase every budget, and that will happen. Uh, happen. It's a, I can't remember the exact figure, but there has been a flagged increase every year. So, so, so yes is the short answer to that. So, um, just to just to, to bring you back on that last EV point, I did check the revenue side. It's thirty five thousand euros since January. Uh, you were right on the. It was fifty thousand euro up till uh, the end of no. But the Finance Act um, has introduced an amendment to that. Taking it from thirty-five thousand to forty-five thousand, it was it was announced in the last couple of weeks as part of the oh, finance okay, like, winding its way. So it go, it'll go up to forty-five thousand, um, backdated to the first of January for EVs, okay. and okay. up to ten thousand for uh, combustible vehicles. So it is it's definitely the case. I'll All take right. Okay, Paddy, listen, thank you very much for talking to us this morning. That's Paddy Common of uh, AA um, Ireland. Great to chat to you. And uh, thank you, as always, uh, to Richard O'Donoghue, Independent Limerick TD. And we'll go into the break with some more voices on this subject. My vehicle now has gone from €75 to fill to 104 You think about making a journey. And do you have a commute? I do, yeah, from here into Limerick. So probably the cost of you working has gone up significantly, yeah, yeah. But the wages haven't gone up. Well, I don't travel much now. Kilmallock, maybe. I, I'm in Grana and I go down as far as Croom or maybe Hartwick's Well, Kilmallock, Charlotte. I don't travel. Anywhere else I go with the daughter, let her pay for the petrol. <laughs> when I'm half full now, I make another 20 euros and just keep it topped up. And you don't have to be getting a big lot there. Oh, it's tough on the people like that's travelling to work and everything like, every morning and all that. But I want to, I'm not short the money, thanks be to God. There was a time when I had nothing, but now I have, I have plenty. <laughs> There's no reason for them to be as high as they are. I mean, you know, how can it go up 10 cents in 12 hours? So, you know, no, I'm not, happy, I'm not happy about it. Are people travelling further to get cheaper fuel, do you think? I'd say they are. It's not something I do because it makes no sense. You burn it travelling. They do. There are members here that do would travel to get fuel cheaper. But some it's not few cents. Cheaper in any place. But it's not it? much cheaper. There's there's very little competition. They come from Limerick City and from Clare and yeah. I'm I'm not too bad. I'm and only Kerry ten minutes well, away. Yeah. Kerry, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's been it's been quite hard for some of them, like young chap he's um student and he was here doing his internship and like it was taking more than half his week's pay to come up from um Kerry to do it. You know, and he was only, what, 22? Yeah, I mean, they're young and that's not encouraging them. Like, either, yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's difficult. It definitely is, um, it definitely makes um, life a bit difficult at the moment. But what can we do? Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.